And I could tell you a story of a little 12-year-old boy back in 1953. And I meant to bring it today, but I forgot it and walked out of the house without it. But I have my little testament that the Gideons gave me when I was 12 years old in 1953. And I thank you and those before you who made that possible. We appreciate so much you coming and sharing with us the work of the Gideons. We feel like it's a very worthy thing that you do, that God leads you in, and I know that you're carrying out the Great Commission in one of the most wonderful ways that we can possibly do that, and that is to tell others through the Word of God that Jesus Christ is to be our Lord and Savior. Just briefly this morning, very little I'd want to share with you, but I, I had on my heart something to share, and I want to do that uh, briefly, and if you have your Bibles with you, I want you to turn to Psalms 86, verses 1 through 11. Psalms 86, verses 1 through 11. And I want to speak just a moment about a prayer and what prayer does, that it brings pardon. In Psalms 86, verses 1 through 11, please let me read. And I would like very much if you would please stand for the reading of God's word. Listen to the psalmist David's prayer. Bow down thine ear, O Lord. Hear me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my soul, for I am holy. O thou, my God, save my, thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. Rejoice the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul? For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive. Plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer. Attend to the voice of my supplication. In the days of my trouble I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me. Among the gods there is none like unto thee, O Lord. Neither are there any works like unto thy works. All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee, O Lord, and shall glorify thy name. For thou art great and dost wondrous things. Thou art God alone. Then teach me thy way, O Lord, and I will walk in thy truth and to my heart to fear thy name. May God add his blessings to the reading of his word. Would you bow with me in prayer? Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we've come again today to just thank you. Thank you for a love that made it possible that we could have salvation, that there on the cross that Jesus signed that, that promise with his blood, that, Lord, we might be able to receive you as Savior, that we might be able to learn more about you. And, and Lord, we just thank you for the privilege of prayer, times that we can bow in our humble estate and just thank you. Not, Lord, that we come to you to try to coerce you into doing something for us, but just to thank you for what you've done and the plan you have for all of us. Guide us now, Lord, this morning in your time that you have with us and we with you. In your precious name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. If we realize that prayer brings pardon, we want to realize certainly that what made that possible was that Jesus at Calvary gave his blood that we might be able, so that the promise is signed with the blood of Jesus. 
And as I read this story, I could relate to David so much because when he's talking about he was poor and needy, David was not saying that I have a financial problem, Lord, and I need your help. He did not say he had needs in the physical sense, and yet when he said, I am poor, what did he mean? I look back and we go on over in the New Testament where Jesus talked in his first sermon on the mount, it is called, and there he said in the fourth beatitude, he said, blessed are those uh, who hunger and thirst after righteousness, and uh, the, the hungering that brought about, he said, blessed are the poor in spirit. So the poor in spirit was where David was, and that wasn't the fact that he was poor in the physical sense, but he was able to come before God with this prayer that we have just read and that maybe we all need to pray that, God, I want to set aside what I am. I want to set aside what I have, and I want to you to realize that I have uh, poured, if that's a per- proper word, myself into the fact that I have nothing except the fact of my need of you. And I believe that that's one of the things that we need to often do with our lives, that we need to tell God we have come in a poor state of our physical sense in order to find the spiritual need that we have. You know, ambition is one of the things that brings about spiritual progress, but I think God wants us to be ambitious about the spiritual things of our lives. I think we need to to be able to find the security that God can give us by by just seeking his way. And uh, I just recently, this week I was reading, I love to read uh, stories of songs. And the songs that uh, Van Deventer had written, uh, I Surrender All. He was a person who was a very much of a, of a man who wanted to follow God's leadership and yet he had not made the total commitment that he felt like he needed to make. And he, was, he taught music in a school somewhere. And he kept feeling God nudging him to go into some sort of musical evangelism. And finally, when he got on his knees and he told God, if you want me to do what I feel like you're telling me to do, then I surrender all. And he went to his room that day and he wrote the song, I Surrender All, a song that we even sang yet today. But that's not all of the Venter's story. The story goes on as you follow his life and it's the fact that He began later on in the years of his ministry and the music ministry that he was doing, teaching some music and and even doing some evangelistic work in the preaching mode. And he was at the Florida Baptist College. And he was there that day and he was talking about uh, being committed to God and our need to be totally surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And there was a young man in the crowd that day that he listened intently to Van Deventer began to tell about what God had done in his life. And there sitting in that congregation and that hearing of Deventer was a man by the name of Reverend Billy Graham. And he made that surrender that day that he would be God's man. And what a man of God he has become. All because someone wasn't ashamed to tell what God has done in their lives. And one of the things I think that we have a need of is to have that testimony of truth of what God's done in our lives. You might find yourselves feeling like it. I need to talk to someone about the Lord and I don't know what to say. I don't know enough about the Bible. But God wants us to share what we know. And what we know as a child of God is the fact that he came into our lives. He saved our soul. He spared us from a devil's hell one day and we have heaven to gain when we die. Is there not no greater story, no greater witness, no greater truth to tell someone that doesn't know about it? I think we need to 
try to see what God wants us to do. You know, the Bible talks about the weapons of the Spirit and that we need to be soldiers of the Lord. And speaking of weapons and soldiers of the Lord, we, we might think, well, my, my, our powder might be a little damp. Our bowl string might be a little wobbly, might not be tight enough, but I want you to know what's not out of order, and that's prayer. The power of prayer will produce what will take down an enemy that will keep from the destruction that can come because of Satan and his influence on people. We have a job to do, and God's people must stand up and be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, and that comes about by the way of prayer. So... You know, not long ago, we had the privilege, some of our church went to see the movie War Room. Well, I didn't know what War Room was all about. But I remember thinking, well, I'm going to see another war story of killing and shooting and carrying on like so. Wasn't so. Because that, that movie brought about the fact that this lady was, had a prayer, a prayer room, a war room, she called it. And she would go to that room and pray intently about things in her life. And I want you to know today briefly, I'd like to say to you, do not denounce the fact and the privilege of prayer because it will usher in the powers of God in your life and you'll be amazed what God can do in spite of you. And I believe that sometimes you do, you and or we get in the way. But one of the things, and I'll close with a little story I read in the Bible just this week, told about an unjust judge, a judge that didn't regard man or God either one. But a woman came to the judge and he said, Now, judge, I want you to avenge my enemy. I have something sort, and I don't know what all that was about, but it, and he didn't want to even hear it. Tried to shoo her away. She came back again and again and again, so persistent that the judge got tired of listening to her tell her story, and he avenged the enemy. He helped her in the situation. And I believe that story tells us that we as God's people need to be persistent. We need to be a keep on keeping on person that God will hear us and God will use us and God will see that we're sincere about us serving him as his servant. And may God help us to, to be prayerfully persistent and asking him to help us. Wrote down the word of prayer this morning as I was thinking about it and that people reaching a yearning enjoying redemption, P-R-A-Y-E-R. And that's what it's all about. People reaching a yearning and enjoying redemption. Do you enjoy your salvation? People should be able to know that you do. You ought to show it in your life. And you know one of the greatest witnesses that you can be in the world today is you don't have to say a lot of things or know a lot of scriptures, but just know Jesus. And he will use you in one of the most miraculous ways that you can't imagine because he is so anxious to have an influence of his love in a world that's trying to turn him away. God bless you as you continue to be God's person in a world that's trying to drive God out of a lot of things. We have the awesome privilege here just in a few days to have a, a time of prayer at the courthouse and I want to urge you to take advantage of the privilege of prayer that day because I believe God is listening to what you want to say. He is listening to the hearts that whisper a prayer. And you know, it's talking about prayer. Some of the best times of prayer that I have and enjoy is the fact that when I go to God, I don't want to go to God and ask him for 411 things or some needs that I might have, but I like to go to God, just bow before him, and I just love to say, Lord, don't want anything. I just want you. I just want to be near you. 
And you can't imagine what God will say to you if you be that quiet. So I want to urge you to be quiet this next week for a few times and just listen to the blessedness of God and, and what he wants to share with you and how he'll turn your life in a direction that you need to be and haven't made that choice yet. And maybe you're here today and you haven't made the choice of salvation. Maybe you haven't said yes to a love of God that never turn you loose and will bless you in so many awesome ways. But if you've walked the distance of life without the Lord, don't move. Don't leave today lost, but ask Jesus to come into your heart. Like the stories the gentleman has just shared with us, so many beautiful stories. But it's all because the persistence of people, God's people, so ready to tell the story of Jesus. I love the song. I love to tell the story. Be faithful and true. Let others see Jesus in you and me. May God bless you as we walk close enough to the Lord to hear every whisper he'd have to say. Would you bow with us in prayer? Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you today with grateful hearts for the privilege, Lord, of just being able to open the windows of your word and take a little peep inside. And listen, Lord, to what you'd have to say and just thank you for the words that you have given us today to read. A challenge to pray, a challenge to walk close, a challenge to divest ourselves, Lord, of whatever might be in the way and just be in the spirit and be with you. Bless us now, Lord, in this time of invitation, if there be a decision that needs to be made here today. We know you've said over and over again, today is the day. Not a promise of tomorrow. Yesterday's done past. But today is the day. May God bless you as you do as God would have you do. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen.